Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the number one uh, fantasy podcast in the UK. Just a quick reminder to follow at Esports Live now and the Gurus pages, which is at FPL underscore addicts on both Instagram and Twitter for all the information that we give you here condensed and reminded to join our free league. The paid league is now closed. The free league is still available uh, and it's an 800 plus member community and the discord is on the esports live website as well. So get yourself involved and uh, yeah, enjoy today's match day three review and the round of 16 preview show for by FPL addicts and powered by esports live. Unfortunately, Ollie and Dave can't be with us today. Two people that have had pretty decent weeks by their own accord. So um, it's just going to be me, Jack and Matt. So there's going to be no nonsense on the podcast today we'll try and keep it as short as possible giving you all the best information because uh dave and ollie aren't on it so uh, we'll start with you jack how are you doing mate yeah good buddy um obviously uh really excited with the uh the draw for the next round for the round of 16 we made it through uh with england but obviously not hugely impressive but we're there and we're in it yeah, that's the important thing at the end of the day isn't it and um you know we're all sort of getting knockout stage fever now aren't we matt yeah, we are. Look, some great fixtures to look forward to. And, you know, I can't wait. And, yeah, the England-Germany game is definitely going to be the fixture of the round. You know, the old rivalry and it's at Wembley. And, yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, we'll just we'll just comment on that quickly, obviously, as we are three England fans on the podcast. And it would be rude because Ollie's not here for me to not say it's coming home. Just for Ollie's <laughs> satisfaction, if he's watching along. I've said it for you, Ollie. You're here in spirit. But, um, Jack, are you sort of... You know, it was a bit bit unlucky to finish top of your group and still manage to draw, you know, Germany, isn't it? It's not really ideal. Yeah, it's just obviously like group of death. We were, um, you know, you want, you want to win the group. You know, Gareth was trying to win the group, even though it was uh, quite uh, defensive in some cases. Um, but we yeah, finished top without seven points. Fantastic. Um, you want to go out there and win. And obviously, we're just uh, unlucky that we've got matched up with that group of death. And France, Germany, uh, Portugal, any of them. You don't want any of them, do you? But... It's um yeah, Germany's the one and I think yeah, it's it's gonna be an exciting exciting to um well actually I don't think it is gonna be an exciting match. <laughs> I think it's gonna be quite a, a dull match, but it's exciting the thought of being in that finals round just to try and get through. But um, that's just what we've been dealt with. But you've got to beat the best teams, haven't you, to win it. So Exactly. If you want to be worthy of, of winning the competition, you've got to be able to beat any single team in the competition. But, um, you know, the side of the draw that we've placed ourselves on, Matt, if we can, you know, progress past Germany, there's probably no reason why we can't make semi-finals as a minimum. You know, you'd like to hope so. Uh, the only real team that I looked at that sort of threatened England, I thought, was was maybe the Netherlands. But, um, you know, what's your sort of thoughts on the side that we've been placed on? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a big opportunity for one of England or Germany to you know, they get get themselves through, then they'll be looking at that pathway thinking we've got to make the final really. Um, you know, so it's going to be a tough game, but yeah, once if England can get the win, then, you know, it's theirs. It's, it's, it's theirs for the taking really, the pathway to the final, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we still haven't managed to concede the goal this tournament, Jack. So are you sort of going to be, you know, leaving out the England defenders just for this week, just because just we've got Germany and just waiting to see if we can um, progress a little bit further? Yeah, I have actually got Carl Walker in my team for this week. Just uh, you know, I, do, I do, I do fancy Carl Walker in there. But well, um, clean sheet's been great. Is it likely against Germany without there having, having a number nine for them? That's what I was kind of thinking in that in those thoughts. But they have, they, they did obviously knock quite a few goals in the other night. But they also look a bit leaky in defence. Um, it's just it's just too hard to call this game in it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of other, uh, you know, awesome matchups in the round of 16 that's, you know, 
getting towards the business end of the competition now, and we absolutely can't wait for it. But um, we'll move over now towards the league tables for the competition so far for our paid league first, and then we'll move on to our free league now. So as you can see, there is 37 members in our paid league, and there's a few familiar faces at the top. We've got Matt Cowling in first on a total of 225 points, and then we've got yourself in second. Matt, are you happy to to be up there? The, the guru, they, they winks it's all over on 200 points, so 25 behind Matt Cowling. But are you happy to be in second? Yeah, look, happy to uh, to have crept crept up there. I think after the first round, um, I was kind of more that mid table. So you know, I'm happy to, you know, I was pretty surprised actually when I uh, when that last round finished and I climbed up to second. Um, yeah, it's a good uh, rivalry between me and Matt. We've um, you know been best mates since since school in uh, in England, so we've got a good little rivalry there in, in the top two. But he's um, he's got a good little lead. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be placed second for now. Yeah, play the underdog story and, you know, sort of just keep creeping up week by week. And then maybe in the end, we'll just have to see if you can uh, come out triumphant. But um, in third place, we've got Josh. And then fourth, you know, you've got yourself right there, Jack. So you're right in the mix of it as well. So you're only 30 points off the pace of first place behind Matt Cowling and, you know, only a good five points behind the guru. So are you, are you sort of happy where you're sitting right now in the league? Yeah, it's nice nice to be up there for once. Um, obviously, missed had a good first round. The limitless one didn't go to plan and then uh, kind of recovered with the 70 points this week. Decent haul, but when you look at like Matt Cowan up there, who's um, who's obviously smashing it, you go, oh, he's opened up a, a pretty significant lead already and you can't see him. Uh, it's, all, it's all on him now to uh, to lose, really. But yeah, quite happy with that position. But 30 points is definitely, uh, definitely a lot of points to be far behind. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you can always, always make that up. And then jointing forth with you is our, is actually our manager of the week for match day two, who managed to win the, uh, the, the playoff match, we'll call it against Leo Bryan. So, uh, Congratulations to Marco Skokic for that. He's uh, obviously, you know, gets the, the reward for the week. And um, it's worth mentioning as we're talking about that as a big, big congratulations to our man, Chris Reed, who managed to come away with the match day three uh, performer of the week, the highest points total in our pay league, paid league, which, um, you know, certainly shocked me. I didn't even see that he was having a blind over a week and, um, you know, it sort of just crept up on me. And then it was all over our socials over on Instagram and Twitter. So, uh, yeah, massive congratulations to you, Chris. And maybe it's time we start listening to him a little bit more Jack <laughs> not too sure about that one I think um, it, do you know I think he made some last minute uh, substitutions to um, you know, for his team when he locked in I think like that the Alex Perisic came in um, I think, if you click on his team L yep. his Liverpool players helped him out I think he had the Shakiris in the one hour that, that was one that I couldn't That's think it. of yeah. or maybe it was Shakiri. just Shakiri yeah. <clears throat> he's done well in there He's got those uh, Denmark yeah, assets at the back as well. It's a really, really good week from Chris there, isn't it? And, you know, it sort of just gets rid of the uh, the, the podcast curse as well because he was on the <laughs> podcast last week and he's managed to uh, to win, you know, the player of the round for this week. So uh, massive congratulations to you, Chris. And, you know, we'll definitely be wanting to speak to you at some point about it soon. And I'm sure you haven't stopped talking about it this week and still got a massive, massive smile on your face, which is absolutely well warranted, mate. But we'll move back to the league now. We've got the Gazden Guru in sixth. And I believe that's James, isn't it, Matt? That's the brother, I think. I think that's his yeah, brother. That's, I think yeah, that's Matt. Yeah. Um, is it so Matt? Managed wow, okay. to, yeah, it's Matt. So he's managed to overtake James. I think James <laughs> had a good lead over him and, at the start of the match day. And then, yeah, so Matt Gazden's managed to, to fly up and... Um, yeah, he was quite worried. He was messaging me before the start of this round. He was pretty worried. His, his team wasn't in a good shape and, you know, he's managed to recover well and, um, yeah, he's got himself right up in the mix. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely one to watch out for. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then joint on points with him in joint sixth place as well. We've got Stuart and then the man of the hour, Chris Reed, that we just spoke about with his 91 point total has rocketed him up right up the mini league. And it's nearly, you know, just looking at it there, he's a total of 191 points. So he's nearly matched his, his <laughs> match day one and match day two scores in just one week for his match day three score. So it just shows that anything wow. is possible in this competition. Um, that is I think absolutely it was, all, it was all, all down to the uh, tips and advice that he got when he came on the pod, mate. Yeah, so. definitely must have been his last. <laughs> little incentive there to, to keep doing well and you can get yourself on the podcast and uh you know keep keep winning and keep winning the money in, in the paid league which is absolutely brilliant and then to round it off we've got kieran in ninth and then we've got martin in 10th for the paid league which is absolutely brilliant as you can see it's getting really close up the top it's getting really competitive and uh you know thanks again to to everybody that's involved so far and you know it should be a, a proper photo finish as we move on into the knockout stages now but that was the paid league if we move over to the free league now we've got someone that, that sort of made an appearance on the podcast last week jack in first and i'm not quite sure where he sits in the world total right now but it's fpl underscore spike and uh he was sort of commenting last week in the in the live comments and you know we've we've given him advice as well so we can sort of claim his success can't we just a little bit <laughs> Oh, so yeah, no, it's good to have him um, obviously contributing on watching with us. I'm sure he'll pop up at some point on the uh, with the comments. But he's, um, yeah, he's still smashing. I'm sure he's still ranked very high. Obviously, he's eased off a little bit with the 72, which is still a great score, but not competing with um, those ones in the 80s and 90s. So he would have dropped off slightly, but yeah, he's still looking good in there. Yeah, absolutely. And then in second place and joint second, we're not quite sure what his name is, but we've got You Never Walk Alone in one of the places and then Akafazad in the other second place. Matt Cowling is in fourth, who is obviously the top of our paid league. And then we've got Mohammed Omar in fifth, Diam Nassim in sixth, uh, FPL Saf in seventh, which, you know, you'd probably be quite delighted with that, that name, Jack, wouldn't you? <laughs> Who's that, FPL Saf? FPL Saf, FPL Sir Alex Ferguson, mate. So he's definitely warranting that title at the minute, wasn't he? Definitely warranting that mate. title. Very good, yeah. Well, so I didn't click onto that one then. But yeah, yeah, fun. that's great work. Go on, Fergie. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. And that sort of just rounds out the uh, the top top sort of places in the free league. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, as we can see, Matt, it's getting really competitive up the top in, in both of those leagues, isn't it? A lot of high point scorers. You know, we've got one of the top players in Australia in the free league at the minute. So, who knows why he hasn't entered the paid league? Because that would just be, you know, f free money for him, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, he's done brilliant as FBL Spike and um, uh, Matt Cowlin as well in the paid league. You know, hats off to both of them. They're, they're actually both. So I had a look at the ranks. Uh, Matt Cowlin's in the top thousand in the world um, yeah, well. at the moment. So you know that's phenomenal, really. And uh, FBL Spike is in this sort of top two fifty range. So um, you know, it's just just shows the standard of our leagues. You know, we've got players in the top thousand in the world and. Yeah, it's brilliant to see. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And what we will do just really quickly as well as we will show where the boys on the podcast sit in, in their respective places in our little FPL Addicts podcast mini, which has only got five members. And of course, Ollie is in last place and I'm allowed to give him crap, even though he's on the joint most points with <laughs> me because um, he's not on tonight. So I said that to him, I said, I'm still going to give you crap no matter what. So we're both on 172 points, but um, obviously he's in fifth 
and I'm in fourth according to that league table there. So uh, in, in order of placements, Ollie is still beneath me. So it's a win in my eyes. Dave is in third uh, after his, you know, 82 point week, which is absolutely brilliant from him as well. Yeah, really it. nice bounce back. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's smashed it this week. We won't probably review his team, but, um, you know, hats off to you as well, Dave, because that's an absolutely insane score. And then Jack, you're sitting in second, as we mentioned before, just five points off the pace of the guru. Are you getting a little bit worried, Matt, that Jack's going to catch you? Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not much. There's not much of a gap. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably a bit worried. Like Jack's starting to, you know, he's building up his knowledge now of fancy football. He's had a, a year on the FBL last year. <laughs> you know, he made his mistakes. Um, he had his highs, he had his lows, and now he's starting to kind of learn a bit more. So, yeah, I am I am worried. I think, uh, you know, he's uh, he's hot on my heels. So, um, yeah, worried. Slightly worried. Must... Not, not, not overly worried, but I'm, I'm <laughs> shaking worried. through the screen, Guru. <laughs> Reminds me of the draft league already, boys. With <laughs> yeah. The mind games each week. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to draft. When you've been battling that out at the top of the league, but um, we'll get onto your team now, Matt, because as we can see there, you know, consistent mid to high 60s in every single week so far definitely warrants you being top of the league. But um, you know, we can we can see on the screen where most of the points are. But for the people that are listening at home, you know, do you want to sort of just review your your team for match day three for us? Yeah, look, I um, I start off just with uh, on the first night I had the double up on the Italian defence, and um, you know, I actually. Uh, was able to. I was woken up about an hour before kickoff by my uh, by my dog uh, for the Italian game. He jumps up on the bed. And I think it was a sign, and I uh, was able to actually go on there and check the lineup for the Italian game and put in, uh, you know, that that uh, that Italian defender that I've got there, um, Tori Tori. I think his name. He's got six points, so you know that worked out quite well for me. Um, and then Donnarumma in goal, so I got the double up there with Italy. And Chiesa was a was a letdown and that was a that was a tough one because it was either him or um Shakiri and I went with Chiesa and he let me down. He did come close. Um and then Depay did well but I didn't get the captain on him. Um obviously had the uh, the Swiss striker in there as well who was unlucky not to score. Yamalenko was a bit of a letdown. Um but you know there's some good points in there still. Um for Milan was really good. I, I you know Martinez said he was going to get the start as soon as I saw that I thought Belgium defender in at five million, and he's actually unlucky not to get the goal. It hit the bar, and then it come off the keeper. So, yeah, pretty happy with that one. Jordi Alba nine points. Um, was really happy with him. He was all, always in there from the start as well. Um, and then Havertz, I actually made that captain change on the last, pretty much the last couple of hours before deadline. It was on um, De Bruyne, and I was like, do I want to lose this assist? You know, it's really fine margins in this comp without without bonus points. And I thought I'm doing it. You know, Havertz is been a huge goal threat and looks like he's going to score in every fixture he's played pretty much and I thought I'm doing it and then you know it paid off so yeah pretty happy but just a couple of disappointments with with Chiesa and uh, you know not having Shakiri in, in there was uh, yeah and even Perisic was someone that I really was talking up um, I think I was talking about a lot to Jack as well um, some of our chats are a bit disappointed not having them but yeah happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you spoke a lot about Kai Havertz there as being a goal threat. Fingers crossed he isn't a goal threat for their game this week. But um, we just we do have confirmation there from Matt that the first thing that he wakes that when he, he thinks about when he wakes up, no matter what time of day it is, is fantasy Premier League, fantasy Euro, no matter what it is. It's always on his mind. So, um, you know, hats off to you, mate. That's well warranted points there. Absolutely. Because of, of that. So you would have been absolutely delighted with the the Italy double up there. Are they going to be something that we probably see continue? You know, they've got a, a decently favourable fixture uh, to Austria this week. So are you going to sort of be sticking with, with Italy? 
yeah, like in Italy, I think, um, yeah, they've, they're so strong at the back. Um, but this comp, they've shown that they're really strong going forward as well. So I think you could do the double up in defence or you could even look at the, you know, the striker midfield and one defender because they look like they're going to score goals for fun in, in all their games. So, yeah, but definitely a team I'm going to stick with, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's sort of the review of, of your, you know, high high 60s, 69 points, I think it was for you this week, wasn't it? So that's an absolutely massive score. Unfortunately, Jack has just edged you out this week with his 70 points. So um, just take us through your team, Jack, for this week. Yeah, just I'll take the uh, take the plaudits there. Just beating the guru by one, even if he has risen above me slightly. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, I, th- I found it obviously coming from um, you know you pick your teams in group in game in match day one, and obviously we all went into that note knowing how everyone's going to perform. Uh, you pick your squads on there, and then you go into uh, match day two with pretty much the limitless one, and then you're bouncing back to your original team. So navigating your transfers is obviously quite difficult. Um, obviously, only having two moves in there, and Obviously, you're looking on Twitter and everyone's wildcarding or you know all the hypes on there. But I saved my chip, did my two transfers, uh, brought in the Germans uh, as we mentioned last week. Uh, but the team looked, you know, pretty pretty decent um, with the with the results in there. Um, Havertz obviously coming out with seven, um, and my captain choice with Wijnaldum. I, I was looking at maybe getting him out for Havertz, but I kept him in there. Obviously, that paid off um, and last minute decision to to put the armband on Wijnaldum. So happy days there. Didn't have to change that around for the rest of the match days. But um, uh, Lukaku obviously looked good. I think I got some advice that he wasn't starting uh, from uh, James Gaston from our group. But I left him in there. <laughs> so that worked out all right. And then uh, obviously Ronaldo bagging the penalties, uh, bumped up my score, up to that 70. Um, you know, and yeah, pretty happy with that. But obviously with the unlimited transfers coming up, obviously there's going to be a big overhaul in there. Um, and Obviously, with the Berardi not looking too good after, because obviously he didn't play with the Italy team, putting the whole new team out there. Uh, he didn't get on the lineup, so uh, you know that's where the guru probably benefited there with that uh, late wake-up call before the kickoff times um, to to bring in his Italian assets that you know came from nowhere to play. Well, maybe we all need to uh, get a new dog and be woken up before the, the start of the matches. Maybe that's the way. Maybe that's maybe that was the guru's master plan all along was, you know, get a dog so he can be woken up in the middle of the night, but, you know, have a decent excuse to it, not just ruin his sleep schedule. But um, just want to give some credit to you here, Jack, because it shouldn't be something that people should get credit for. But, you know, you've had Ronaldo for a lot of this competition so far. And if I remember correctly, he was the fourth or fifth most owned, um, you know, forward in, in the competition. But um, he's been on absolute fire so far this season, hasn't he? So, you know, credit to you for having him in. He's, he's bagging the goals for you. So, you know, absolutely, you know, well-deserved. And is he going to yeah. be one that you think you're going to stick with? You know, I've got a difficult fixture to Belgium this week, but, um, you know, it's, it's Ronaldo. He's about as fixture-proof as they get. You know, we always talk about in the FPL sense that Harry Kane and Mo Salah are fixture-proof, but, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, you'd like to say he was pretty fixture-proof. Yeah, well, obviously being one of the, you know, the hottest assets when we're, because he is that fixture-proof, he was he had a, a massive uh, percentage of ownership. But, like, he did feel like maybe... It could go either way, so I understand why people didn't put him in there. Because obviously the hype was about the Netherlands with Depay, um, you know, Immobile um, from Italy, you know, and putting Harry Kane in. And so, so some people didn't look for that Ronaldo choice. Uh, I understand, but he is fixture proof going into the finals now, though. Um, you know, obviously he's on penalties, and you know they've got so many players who are getting into that box, and, and, and you know. 
opening up for the chances to get penalties. So, yes, I think he'd be a great one to have in there for Belgium. Um, it could even run rings around some of those defenders, potentially. Obviously, it's going to be pretty attacking either way, isn't it, for both you know, both ends. So, great choice to have in there. I, I think it's, if you go without him, I understand it. But if you go with him, obviously, you, you put yourself in a good position. It's just obviously, uh, just against this finals, nitty-gritty squads. It's going to be a tough one to navigate through, for sure. And this is price rise as well, Jack. Oh yeah, there you go as well. Yeah, I'm not yeah. pretty sure. That's, I don't know if you can click on him there, L, and see if he's uh, what's he gone up to now. But that's the thing. If you're already Ronaldo, gone up, yeah. and, uh, and you're thinking, all right, do I get rid of him? Yeah. But then if they qualify, then you got to bring him back, and you've then got to spend more money. So um, yeah, and this is that's a tough bit. We're navigating these finals rounds now, right, with all the different movement and transfers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of held on to the wild card chip as well, and, and didn't play mm-hmm. in that match day three just to try and navigate that slightly better. Um, you know, when you're moving your squads around with these price rises. Yeah, you did well to get seventy points without a wild card. I mean, my team was was a wild card, so yeah, you're definitely going to be on my uh, on my heels. I think now. Yeah, and as you can see there on the screen, if you if you are just listening, you know Ronaldo ten points, nine points, and ten points in his last three game weeks. So you know he's definitely earned. Well, you know one of the players of the tournament so yeah. far. And I, if I'm not mistaken, boys, I think you know Matt, you probably might have more of an idea. But is it true that we've we've gotten an extra five million? I think for the for the knockout stages to make your transfers, haven't we? Yeah, I believe so. So like, I guess that's also going to help for the uh, for the price rises. Um, you know, but then. On the flip side, um, you know, you could end up putting in a load of players from this unlimited transfers and then half of them could get knocked out. So um, you've really got to think about your strategy and where you put your money as well. So, Yeah, definitely. And we'll, we'll get on to transfers just after we go through my abomination of a match day three. So I'll rip the bandaid off quite quickly. It was, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it was 50 points for me and there wasn't much to cheer about all round. I, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Donnarumma. I didn't need to wake up in the middle of the night to know that he was going to start because he's been immense so far in this competition. So uh, he was, you know, one of the only returners for me. Kyle Walker and Jason Denea as well got me both a clean sheet and Pau Torres got the uh, the assist for a goal. I think he was quite unlucky not to be awarded the goal, but um, did go down as an own goal in the end, I think, which is, which is fair enough. And then I did stick with Grealish because, you know, there was a lot of rumours that he was going to start and, you know, he was, he was brilliant when he played and, you know, you could see as soon as he came off, England just didn't really look the same. But he managed to get the assist for Raheem Sterling's goal, which was absolutely brilliant. But um, it was unfortunate that, you know, Harry Kane was un- unable to, to return again. He did manage a shot on target this time. So it's slow and steady progress. And I'm sure he'll be keen to get among the goals against Germany because, um, you know, he's probably not really endured this much of a drought in an England shirt, I'd imagine. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for him. Don't, he's not going to be going in my team, unfortunately. I'm sort of a bit fed up with him now. So it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if he goes and bags a hat-trick against the Germans. But um, we'll just have to see oh, with nice. that one. And then the only other thing to cheer about for me was Lukaku as my captain. Six points, doubled to 12. And that was that was really about it. And Mbappe with his first return as well with the, the penalty that he won, which probably you know, was a little bit controversial. There was a lot of controversial penalties in that game, but um, he did manage to, to finally return. So, you know, I'm sure Reedy would have been very happy with that one as well. He's, you know, one of his favourite players, I think, by the way that he talks about him. So, uh, yeah, that was that was my 50-point week. A couple of them um, and a couple of your team there, L. Uh, obviously, you've got Bruno in there. Obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of Bruno Fernandes, but how are you feeling about him if, you know, for those people, those managers that own him um, going forward? Obviously, after being, you know, he didn't play in that third game. Um, well, he came on as a sub, right? I think in that 70th minute to try and get the winner. Um, how are you feeling about him going forward? 
Well, if you watched the podcast last week, you'll know that I did talk about making uh, two transfers, Genie Wijnaldum and uh, Denzel Dumfries. But unfortunately, yeah. me being the uh, the idiot that I am, forgot to hit confirm. <laughs> and uh, I'll never, oh, ever no. make that mistake oh, no. again because uh, I'm pretty confident that I would have given Genie the armband as well. So uh, a little bit upsetting with that one. But, um, you know, it's, it's you live and you learn. And if I make the mistake now, I probably won't make it later on again. But, um, yeah, Bruno just doesn't really look all that there. This competition so far, he's, you know, he's not the the shining light in the team as he is at Man United. I think Ronaldo sort of takes a little bit off him for there. So, um, you know, there's there's other people around him that are going to get the, the goals and the assists a little bit more often. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't really back him as well. He's, he's quite highly yeah. priced, 10.5 million. So, yeah, he's yeah, probably not one that I'm going to be looking at. But, um, you know... And what about, um, sorry, and what about you, Nick, with Mbappé? Obviously, he's not been you know, as prolific as what everyone was hoping to see. What, what, how are you feeling about him going forward? Well, we'll move on oh, to, yeah. to my team so far for what we've got for uh, for the round of 16. And he has been replaced with Karim Benzema, who uh, he really, really impressed me against um, against Portugal. You know, he got two goals and, you know, he's, he's a lot cheaper than Mbappe. So, um, yeah, he's definitely one that, that was on my radar and I'm, I'm backing him. He was on penalty duty. So, you know, it's always the, the penalty players that are, you know, really valuable in these sort of fantasy leagues. And then the... The quadruple up on, on the Italy assets now because you can have more than three. Gone with a Mobile, Berardi, Spinazzola, and Donnarumma. And I'm hoping for all the best from them as, you know, Austria, Italy, you'd probably expect for them to be able to get over the line with their with their fixture against Austria there. And um, you know, the, the triple up with the Netherlands, the Pi Wynaldum and Dumfries, two of the players that I should have had in for this week, but um, of course, forgot to hit confirm. So, you know, again, hoping for big things against them. Uh, for their fixture against the Czech Republic. And, you know, as you can see, it's sort of a, a team that's based around, um, you know, sort of the teams that I think are going to manage to progress just a little bit further in the competition as well, which I think, you know, isn't a bad strategy to go with. But, um, yeah, that's that's sort of my team. And then the bench is heavily stacked. We've got the the, the Netherlands goalkeeper who's, who's getting minutes and then Varane, Kimpembe and Yarmolenko. And they'll just sort of be interchanged. Uh, if people end up blanking, but um, yeah, what what sort of transfers are we thinking for this week, then, boys? I know, you know, Jack. You obviously aren't. No one's playing their wild card this week because you get unlimited transfers, so it's basically like a free wild card. But is there anyone that you've got your your eye on in particular? I think it's uh, pretty similar to yours, to be fair, El. Um, I think a lot of these teams with this opportunity to have this kind of like free wild card sort of thing. Everyone's these template teams are popping up with the you know around the uh, countries that everyone feels are going to progress. Uh, I've gone same goalkeepers. I've got uh, Donnarumma in there and Stecklenburg. Um, you know, Berardi from Italy, Gini Wijnaldum. I've actually put Kevin De Bruyne in at the moment. Um, I might change it later on. You know, he's one of them because he's obviously pretty pricey. But you know, is he a, a player who's going to step up? Yes, I, I think he's obviously going to do well against Portugal. Um, and is he, you know, someone who's going to carry on through the rest of the tournament? You know, for at least another round or two. I think he's got. I think he's got the. You know, he's a good asset to have. But I've had to go for a chief midfielder. We just mentioned it before the pod. Uh, Hoiberg from Denmark. You know, he's had three assists already. I think he's good, a good asset to look at, especially if you just try to squeeze. You know, squeeze everything you can out of that remaining budget. So he's at five point five. Um, I've also looked at um, Forsberg for Sweden. Um, you know, against the Ukraine. You know, I think he's a, a good player to have a look at. It's obviously going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty tight game, that. But Forsberg, obviously, is going to, he's, a, someone who's, he's on form. He's someone who's going to make a difference. You know, left foot and right foot, you know, great attacking returns already from him. So I think um, he's a good one to have a look at. Uh, I've gone immobile up top with Depay and I've got Benzema on, on the bench. So I've, I've, I've gone down that Mbappe kind of route and pied him off now. And Benzema's the one for me. 
Um, I think all them, I've got Carl Walker in there as well. Um, you know, opportunity to get some clean sheet, another clean sheet for, for England potentially. Uh, so if my other assets don't work out at the back, I'll bring him in. But I've pretty much lined up the same as you, um, you know, with the Italian asset, Spellozola, uh, um, Mounier from Belgium, um, Hal from Denmark, and Dumfries from uh, the Netherlands, not from Dumfries. Yeah, absolutely, and that you know it sounds similar, but um, you know that's what you're going to get as soon as the the, the amount of nations in the the competition starts mm. starts to depreciate by the week. So um, you know that's probably expected, but you know it sounds like you've got a, a really strong lineup going into to your round of sixteen. But what about you, Matt? I know you you said you haven't made any transfers as of now. We know that you like to keep it quite late under under a little bit of pressure, and it pays off for you majority of the time anyway. So um, is there anyone that you've got your your eye on? Yeah, look, I think my strategy is going to be trying to pick. I don't want to go too hard on too many countries in case there is a shock um, or a team gets knocked out. So I'm going to try and balance my team out. So, you know, I've got most of it is going to be able to play in the next round. Um, Because, you know, if I end up putting in three players from one country, three from another, three from another, and then each one of those countries gets knocked out, I've got five transfers in the next round. And, you know, that's nine players gone. So I think I'm going to. Keep an eye on that uh, that part. Um, in terms of players, um, I'm going to be looking at the big players for the big moments. So, you know, Mbappe is on my radar. Um, you know, Ronaldo's on my radar. Uh, potentially De Bruyne, Lukaku, those sort of guys. Obviously, I can't fit them all in because of prices, but they're the types of players I'll be looking at. I think these it's going to be a complete different um, environment to the groups. Like these are the big games now, and it's where the big players, you know, you'd expect them to step up. So. Got a few of those on my radar, and then obviously I've got to try and find a few bargains as well. Which so I'll mention them in uh, in the guru section. But in terms of the bare bones of the team, probably similar there. Looking at some of the Italians, obviously Donnarumma is just a you know a banker to start. Um, you've got your Depay's in there. I think a lot of people are going to have him. There's going to be a lot of sort of template stuff. So um, I think for me, it's going to find a few premiums, big game players um, that I think are going to rise to the occasion. Um, you know, and then probably some of the template type of stuff similar to here um, that you have as well. But Bale is someone I like too, but yeah, not too sure if I've got it in me. As much as I love him, I don't know if I've got it in me. To put him in for this one uh, with Denmark having a you know a home game with their crowd, but you know he's a very good international player as well. So yeah, it's going to be similar to this, but I'm probably going to look a bit more at some of the real big big guns like your Mbappes, Ronaldos and that type of things. I think they're going to be the ones that, that step up and put their country through. Come on, Guru. If Bale leaves, it doesn't sign back with Spurs. It might be the last <laughs> time you ever have him in a fantasy team in your life oh. ever. You've, you've got to have him in, mate. You've got to have him. Yeah. I'll look at, you know what? I'll look at budgets. I'll look at budgets. If I can fit him in. Um, yeah, that's, you know, you can turn my head there. That's, 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 <laughs> that's all that's it a good takes. Way it. Look, otherwise, I'm going to have to play, uh, you know, if he stays at Real Madrid for a season, I'll have to play the La Liga fantasy league or, you know, the Champions League fantasy league next year or something. But, um, yeah, yeah, look, you might sway me there, but I'll see how I'm going in terms of budget. Obviously, there's this extra five million, so you know it could help me out. But um, yeah, I guess yeah, big again. He does fit the strategy of big game player. You know, big moments. We've seen him do it plenty of times um, in his career. Um, you know, when it's a big game and he steps up with a wonder goal. So yeah, might might twist my arm. There. <laughs> Yeah, the only issue, as you say, is is that he's you know he's quite expensive. So we'll just have to wait and see. And we'll obviously review our teams next week. So uh, yeah, that wraps up the uh, the team review and the team preview for next week.
So we'll move on now to the guru section by the one and only Matt Day or at FPL underscore addicts on Instagram and Twitter. And remember, if you're not in the Discord server, head to www.e-sportslivenow.com.au slash FPL addicts for the link to the Discord server where you can get direct access to the guru and he can help you out no matter what the time of day is clearly because his dog's having him up. So he's, you know, available 24 hours a day for uh, Euro fantasy advice. But um, we'll let you get into it now, Matt. You've got your ones to watch for the round of 16, your captain picks and your curveball cap so uh, take it away mate yeah thanks Elliot um yeah look it's gonna be a, a big round this knockout knockout stages um you know this is where the uh you know the big guns step up and I'm I'm gonna start I know we just sort of had a bit of a d- debate about Gareth Bale but he's actually on one of my ones to watch anyway um so I've done it similar to what I've done in, in the other pods I've, I've picked a player for each night uh for ones to watch in night one uh Bale v Denmark um you know big game player big moments on all the all the set pieces, free kicks, penalties. You know that probably doesn't excite us so much because he did miss that penalty in uh, in round two. But you know, I've put him on on ones to watch for the uh, for the first night of games, and then moving on to day two. I'm actually going to go with a Belgian player uh, against Portugal. I think it's going to be an open game. Uh, Portugal have let a lot of goals in in this tournament, so you know I think Belgium attackers are going to be um, good value. And I've gone for Hazard, and it's not Eden Hazard; it's actually his brother. Uh, Thorgan Hazard, who um, every game he's, he's played in two match weeks and uh, he's looked brilliant in both. He grabbed a goal in uh, in match week two as well. You know, match week one, he was unlucky not to score uh, and get a, an assist as well. I think he was involved in a couple of the uh, the disallowed goals in that one too. And um, yeah, really good player. Uh, differential uh, bargain as well, like really cheap fee. So one to watch on round two, uh, sorry, night two. Uh, and then on the next night of games, I'm going to pick a French player against Switzerland. Uh, and he's someone I've picked in the uh, previous game weeks. Um, it's going to be Paul Pogba against Switzerland, which I'm not sure if everyone saw their uh, game against uh, Portugal, which obviously was a cracking game. I'm sure most people did watch it. Um, he nearly scored just this absolute stunner at the end. It was just so close. And Rui Patricio got his hand to it. And, you know, Pogba's just getting in all the right areas. He's getting a lot of shots on goal. Um, obviously, he's got Kante you know, doing all the work behind him, and he's he's got a bit of a free role in this uh, in this French side. And I think he's really definitely one to look at in that midfield against Switzerland. And I think everyone will have a lot of their money tied in the the French forwards and and the defenders. And, and Pogba's definitely going to fly under that radar as as a differential. Um, and then moving on to night four, obviously I looked at the England Germany game and, and the Sweden uh, Ukraine game, and it was just tough. Um, you know, I wanted to pick an England player, um, but I just couldn't really find anyone that I thought you know could fit. Same as Germany, so I've, I've gone with the Sweden Ukraine game. I'm actually going to go with the with the goalkeeper for Sweden and Olsen. Um, you know, he's picked up some good points so far in this tournament. Um, he got a seven pointer uh, recently as well. We got some save points. Um, they look quite resolute at the back too, Sweden. So um, yeah, really liking him, uh, and that wraps up my uh, my ones to watch and differentials for, for the round. Yeah, I like, I like that choice of Olsen there. You know, you, Ukraine and Sweden, I think a lot of people are probably, you know, not paying as much attention to that game as they possibly should be. You know, it's got definitely got the, the potential to be, a, to be a brilliant game. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, as you mentioned, Sweden have been very, very decent. So, um, you know, it'll just be a little bit interesting. But um, we will move on now to your captain pick. So I take it away, mate. Is he back? 
I'm back. Sorry, boys. I you just disappeared. <laughs> I was going to say, because the screen was on Jack and, you know, maybe you might, might love the guru, but he's, he's definitely not turned into the guru quite yet. But um, as I was saying, uh, take it away with, with your captain picks, mate. Yeah. And again, similar uh, format. I'm going to pick one per night. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit different to the ones to watch. Um, to get tonight, I'm going to say I'm really liking Insigne against Austria as well for a captain choice. Um, you know, scored in the first round. Uh, looked good again in the second game. Italy looking quite, you know, free-flowing. And if you can get a goal from a midfielder, you get more points as well. You get clean sheet points. And there's also that potential of them having a few shots from outside the box, which you get more points for. So, um, yeah, and Signe on night one against Austria, I think is a really good call. Um, and then night two... Uh, I'm going to look at the Dutch game. I'm going to go with uh, Wijnaldum against Czech Republic. Um, you know, he just scores for fun for the Netherlands. He plays a lot higher up the pitch. Kind of reminds me of his Newcastle days, Elliot, where, um, you know, he had a bit more uh, room to roam and, and, you know, he'd score a lot more goals. Um, so, yeah, really liking him again. Clean sheet points as a midfielder. Uh, chances to score from outside the box and that type of thing. So, liking him. Um, and then night three, uh, I'm going to go with... The big man player, um, Mbappe, against Switzerland, I just think you know, he hasn't scored yet um, and that this could be his time you know, to shine, rise to the occasion, um, kind of like in the last World Cup where he did uh, you know, bag quite a few goals in the knockout rounds. I remember the uh, France-Argentina game where he was just phenomenal and you know, I feel like this is Mbappe's time to shine. And then night four, this is going to be a controversial one on the podcast because I did say before, couldn't quite pick a differential for... Uh, you know, for the England-Germany game. But I think I can pick uh, a player who isn't quite a differential. Um, you know, someone that could be in a few teams. It's going to be a German. And it is going to be Havertz against England as a captain choice. I think if you've got him in your team, you've not hit a captain on any of the other nights, um, then he's definitely a captain choice. Just just getting in all the right positions. Obviously, Germany don't have a number nine, like Jack mentioned. And, um, you know, he's just, he's just getting in those, those six-yard box. He's getting his head on things. He's just getting on the end of stuff. And I think, um, you know, England obviously kept it tight, but I do think Germany will score. Um, and I think if they do, it will be that man, Havertz. Obviously, he plays in the Premier League. He's playing against a few of his uh, his colleagues as well. And you just sometimes get that in the, in the England games where, you know, someone from the Premier League comes in and scores. So I think, um, you know, if you're on the last night and you're kind of desperate for a captain and you've got Havertz, then I actually don't think he's a bad shout, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, as, as much as we, we hate to say it, but, um, you know, it's, it's obviously <laughs> Chris, it's, it's Chris Reed saying there, <laughs> traitor with a couple exclamation marks. It's, you know, it's a, a very valid choice in my opinion as well, because, you know, it's it's London where he's going to be playing. It's not a new stadium. He knows Wembley well. He's played there this season quite recently as well. So um, it's, he's definitely going to be an interesting choice and he's doing the business for Germany at the minute. So um, as much as it, it might be a, a traitor thing to do, it's uh, it's definitely a valid option for all the uh, the non-England fans out there. But um, yeah, it might be a little bit mutinous for an England fan to uh, to stick the armband on a German player. But, um, you know, you've gone with your, your regular captains for each day. But have, have you got a curveball captain for us, Matt? Yeah, look, I do. And I'm going to go with a player that um, we touched on him briefly on the pod when we were looking through some of our teams. I think he was in Jack's team. Um, it's going to be Berardi from Italy. Um, curveball just because, obviously, he's had a great tournament so far. But, you know, now we're looking at Italians. We're talking about Immobile. We're talking about their defence, their goalkeeper. But, you know, this guy's been getting in all the right positions. Um, he's been getting assists. He's been getting shots on goal. You know, I do feel like he is due... 
Um, he's due a goal. He's due a bit of a haul, and um, you know this this could be the game for him. And yeah, I think as a curveball, um, he's a good shout. Yeah, absolutely. He's you know he's not the most expensive. A lot of people went into this competition with the uh, with their eyes on Chiesa, but um, you know the the, the Jack definitely the Jack sway me in the first week to go Berardi instead of him definitely helped me out and he's helped a lot of managers uh, out this season with uh, with his you know his two I think he's got two assists in the competition so far but as you say if, if you've watched the matches where Italy have played he's you know he's been in all the right places to uh, to get the massive point haul so he's probably definitely definitely due a massive haul at some point and I will just ask you Matt I'm not quite sure if you have prepared uh, any teams to back but if, even if you haven't do you have any on off the top of your head that you can just uh, list out for us? Yeah, I think Italy, um, you know, they've won all their games. Uh, they look good. Um, obviously, it's, it's it's different because obviously we're in the knockouts now and, you know, it does change everything. But, you know, if we're thinking about the obvious, I think Italy, um, Netherlands, um, you know, they've won all their games as well. Um, managed to rest a couple of players in their last game and they've had a, you know, a good break until this next game. So I'd probably say the Dutch. Um and then as a third team, I've got to pick France uh, against Switzerland. You know, they're the world champions. Um, you'd probably look at those three fixtures and those three teams as there's, there's teams that are probably stronger. So, yeah, Italy against, um, sorry, Italy against Austria. Is it Italy, Austria? It's Italy, yes, Austria. It is, yes, it is. Italy, Austria, sorry. And, um, you know, Holland against the Czech Republic and, uh, you know, French against uh, the Swiss, I think, um, you know, they're the three standout games, but yeah, I'd probably say they're the ones you want to look at backing. But again, you know, it could be shocks. We've seen it before, but yeah, if I'm backing the uh, the obvious, it'll be those three. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the beauty of knockout competitions. And it's also the beauty of, you know, still having your wild card to play for some managers. They can maybe afford to take a couple of risks this week and then, you know, just amend those uh, those knockouts in the next week. But thank you very much, Matt. That that wraps up the uh, the guru section. So we will wrap the podcast up there, but just before we go, we just want to mention quickly the, uh, the upcoming FPL season, don't we? So uh, what, what have you sort of got to, to say about that? We saw a lot of the uh, the player prices started to get released these weeks and, you know, the app obviously went live again. So uh, you're getting excited. Oh my goodness. I think uh, Twitter nearly broke when that went live. <laughs> it was it was going crazy. I know the website crashed a couple of times. You know, people wanting to only create the teams and get their favourite assets in straight away. But it looks like we are back. Um, the app is live, as you said. We've created a couple of draft teams already. And obviously, um, Esports Live and FPL Addicts are, ready to, are getting ready to launch our new, um, new format, ready for the new season. Um, so me and the Guru are going to get our heads together, the best way of doing it. But there's going to be some... Uh, the free league so i think we've opened that up already um just with all existing members or all back on there whoever signed up um and then we're going to open up our paid um subscription model where we've got obviously we've had such a great community get behind the euros paid competition so far and we know there's a lot more fpl fans out there as well so we want to get everyone on board get into the competition in the paid competition uh, chat fpl on discord creating that community group um you know give loads of tips out um, and obviously we get some exclusive ones with the guru um and yeah and just go for it but matt obviously you're excited of, of course as well oh, i can't wait look it's the uh you know i love these international tournaments and they're a good little spin-off but you know the bread yeah. and butter is the uh you know the fpl that's what we you know that's what we live for um and yeah i, I can't wait it's going to be brilliant I've, I've had a look this week and um 
yeah, there's a lot of bargains, there's a lot of differentials to be had. And obviously the, the mini leagues, you know, get involved, paid leagues, free leagues, Discord, it's all great fun. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we want as many people as we possibly can to get involved in the uh, the awesome community that we've built so far and it is ever growing. So, uh, you know, it's been absolutely brilliant to uh, to see that over the course of this season and, and the Euros. So, uh, you know, there'll definitely be more information coming out in the upcoming weeks about the uh, the FPL competitions. And uh, yeah, all we can say is, you know, start making your draft teams. You've got a couple of weeks, you know, don't take your foot off the pedal for your, for your Euro fantasy teams. But um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be making a, a preview pod soon, I'm sure, now that all the, the players have been released least and the prices and the fixtures it's it's all ready to go but um yeah it's focus on the euros for now and then you know keep the fpl on the side and then yeah we'll definitely be back soon for the uh, the bread and butter as matt called it for the fpl podcast but um yeah as, as james gaston says there it's coming <laughs> home what a brilliant way to end the podcast mate thank you very much for saying that because i was going to say it myself anyway but um we hope you've enjoyed the podcast today may all your euro fantasy dreams come true for the round of 16 take care stay safe it's coming home Goodbye for now.